Welcome to the Business of Being a Woman, the podcast where we share the honest and sometimes messy truth of navigating life as a woman who wants more. I'm Hannah, a naturopath and human design coach for women in business. And I'm Phoebe, a women's self-love, mindset and business coach. In a world of tired women settling for good enough, we're asking and answering the uncomfy questions that will help you raise the standard of how you experience yourself, your body, your relationships, your business and your life. It's time to do what women do best. Let's talk some shit. <laughs> Welcome back to the potty, guys. Today we are going to talk about a little bit of like a Q&A around strategy and energetics in business because I'm sure you guys have noticed the way that Hannah and I work, that we are really passionate about the mindset, the emotional experience, the energetics of running your business, especially as a woman, because we have a very emotional experience. That's how we digest uh, information and the world around us and what's going on. So just talking about strategy when it comes to business really doesn't cut it and we miss a lot of um, opportunities to like grow and actually be able to execute and so we've got some really good hopefully a little bit gnarly questions that we've been through with lots of our clients and just through some of the messages we're receiving and experiences that we've been through and our clients have been through that we think hopefully you guys will probably be able to relate to. Um, And so hopefully these will really help you in your business journey. And we know they've certainly helped us because we've been through all of them and continue to go through them. So the very first question that we've got is how do I get past my fear of being seen? So This comes up heaps around, you know, how do I really own my big, bold brand? How do I really show my personality? How do I put my camera, put my camera on my face, put my face on camera? How do I show up like online so authentically me and really be seen in that way? Because we know, I don't know, I feel like we tell everyone that all day long, that that's what you have to do to really build your business, but it can feel so terrifying. And again, it's like the strategy is sure, be seen, put yourself out there, show yourself a lot. But if we are so terrified of that, that we don't do it, then we're not really executing on the strategy. So how, let's start with you, Hannah, how are you, how do you feel about this one? What have you, what's your experience been being seen and what do you see like with your clients? Uh, Fear of being seen was huge for me, like massive. I've always been a shy, introverted person. And business has like 100% healed that in me. Like I'm Mm. very, very secure and happy to be seen now. And I can see where um, I actually avoided the strategy of visibility for Mm. a really long time in business. And my ego would tell me that why my business wasn't doing how well I wanted to do was for other reasons when really it was like it was actually a marketing problem and a strategy problem that I was not being seen. So if you were to go back, please don't, but if you were to go back onto my Instagram from like the beginning days, I was like the pale blue tile gal. Like my whole feed was just these pale blue tiles with words on it. You would not see a picture of me. And then potentially you might see a picture of me occasionally, like maybe once a week, once a fortnight, once a month. With the good old... Hi guys, I'm Hannah. <laughs> oh no, I didn't talk. <laughs> no, I no, mean like just... the post is just a picture of your face and like, yeah. oh, better, better do the introduction post again. <laughs> yeah. And then it got to a point where I, I think I'd signed up with my first like content and marketing course. And that was like my first intro into like upskilling and coaching and business mentoring. And the first part of it was like coming up with your brand story. And I was like, oh, that's going to require like me to put like an actual picture of myself (laughs) on my feed. 
And I remember when I started actually talking about myself and my story and I put a picture up of myself, it was like the most highly engaged post. Mm. And I was like, where have all you bastards been? Like for the last like three months, I have been slogging away, producing (laughs) content. No one's commenting or liking it. And now you come out of the woodworks and you're like, go hand. And that really was the first time where I was like, okay, this clearly does work. Mm. So why am I not doing it? That's such a common story. I see that in my clients all the time. I'm like, I dare you. I dare you to post a picture of yourself. And the engagement is so massive that it's like you cannot deny how Mm. powerful that is. 100%. And particularly, yeah, whenever there's like, it's like a personal story. It's like personal about something Mm. to you. That's always my highest engaging content. Um, I think being a six line, like it's that embodiment and teaching from experience that it always is going to be quite authentic and engage well. But then it was also part of like the human design thing. When I did go down my human design, I was like, I'm a 6'2". I really teach from my lived experience and from my inner wisdom. And I can't just teach textbook stuff online. I can't educate textbook stuff about health and naturopathy and herbs. It's never going to work. Like I need to teach the embodiment. And so I have to show how, (laughs) what health looks like to me, how I've helped, like how I heal, how I practice, how I help heal my clients or things like that um and so I was just faced with it like straight up it's like you can either get over your shit and just do the thing or you can continue to have a small little business that is struggling Mm. and it's that whole quote of like my dreams were bigger than my drama and I just made it as simple as that and so yeah the only the thing that like helped me initially was just exposure therapy it was literally just doing the thing like and that would still be my number one advice is just create safety around it because if you're still in those early stages of business you're not going to get all these trolls coming onto your page you know (laughs) trolls that like comment on people like that's when you've got big accounts right like where you get heaps of these nasty comments and this has come up a fair bit with some of my clients even recently they're like but I'm so afraid because I look at these people's businesses who I inspired to be like and they've got tens and thousands <laughs> hundreds of followers yeah. and um they're getting all these troll comments about when they're posting stuff and like videos of them and stuff like that and there's a level of fear of being seen to hold those projections to hold those comments and I think that comes a little bit later but at first when people see you like putting yourself out there most of the people that follow you are people that you probably in those early days they know you they love you they're going to be like rooting for you Mm. and they're going to be like yes like go for it like they're going to be cheerleading you so I don't think you have to hold or process these big ass bold fears of like 10 stages ahead of you in business I think it's literally you just haven't done it before so you don't feel safe doing it so just do the thing and you don't have the evidence you only have this negative evidence that you're looking exactly. at. But also it's almost like that can be a story that we use to protect ourselves where we're like, well, if I get that big and all these people come at me, like, I don't want that. And it's like, okay, can we just take a little step back and me and my 45 followers, I think we're going to be okay right now. Like, let me just show up for my mom and my sister and those two people that are starting to follow me and like, just be myself a little bit. And yeah, I think the exposure therapy is so powerful and it's just starting so small. Like, again, we just look at such a big picture and I always say that to my clients. I'm like, we're thinking so big and just come down to the actual one thing that you have to do today. Or sometimes I even tell my clients, like, 
write the post with the intention in your brain that you don't have to post it. Film the video like you don't have to post it just to practice. And then once you're looking at it and you're looking at the actual exact thing that's going to go out there, not the whole of you, not the like whole, like you're not standing out there naked. You're actually just sharing this one little post that's a little bit about you and maybe has your face on it. You're like, oh, this, this isn't so big because the fear feels so big and so scary. And it's like, can I just bring it down to this one actual little slice? of what I need to do right now and that that be safe. A hundred percent. And I do think in those early stages, if you haven't taken a photo of yourself, if you haven't recorded yourself speaking online to stories, it there's this almost um almost like dissociation that or like incongruency that happens where like you record the video and you listen to it back and you're like, that doesn't even sound like me. <laughs> that doesn't look like me. And it probably won't. It's very hard to like show up and talk authentically in those first few steps because you're learning a new skill. Mm. You're learning a new skill of talking to camera. Like how, like when, when else have you done that in your life? Like we didn't grow up doing that. Like, no, that's literally like actors have paid millions of dollars to do that. And now we're just thrown into this world where suddenly we're supposed to talk on camera and be like reality TV stars all day, every day. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's, it's just a skill and you Mm. probably like, unless you're a naturally confident person, but again, this is fear of being seen. So you're probably not confident in being seen right now and it's going to suck. It's not going to be your best like recording video ever, but you just have to do the reps. Like you just Mm. have to post the thing knowing that this is actually how you get better. And anyone that you follow online that comes across confident with, even if it's like me and Phoebes of us on stories now, I'm telling you, I don't know about you, Phoebes, but I bloody earned that confidence. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I still get messages from prackies like today that message me and they're like, oh, but it's just so easy for you because like you're so confident and you're willing to. And I'm like, go back, mm. go back to 24 months ago and look at my content. If yeah. you could go onto my stories, how many reps I put out <clears throat> of this uncomfortable voice <laughs> of me like being monotone and having lots and lots of filters and yeah like I did the uncomfy thing I bloody earned this I earned this confidence um mine's like I was a personal trainer for years I've spent seven well probably 10 years leading classes of fitness people where I have to yell at them and be the star of the show all day long like that's where my reps were like so much practice being in front of people having to be like you know, it's my favorite thing to do now, but you know, like being like the class clown and leading that and leading that energy and holding everyone else's energy and stuff like that, being very seen in the front of those rooms and like all that practice obviously then comes into the online space, but it still took me time to do that Mm. transition. But yeah, yeah, that's also, you can't judge your day one, someone else's day 100, right? But you also don't know when people are online, Mm. like what is their history? Like that, yeah, you've been leading from the front, being visible, being out there, putting on a voice on days when you didn't really actually feel that great. Yeah. Um, like all of that stuff, it counts mm. towards your experience of doing this. But um, there's something else I was going to say about this like fear of being seen. I think it is, there's a female thing here too, to speak to, which is attention. And mm. I think a lot of, it, there's two pieces here. A lot of people I speak to, and I know it was true for me, is like, I don't want like, the people that I used to go to school with and they still follow me or any of my friends to judge me 
like I'm like trying to get attention and trying to be an influencer and like I'm full of myself and that I love myself because I'm posting on my line about myself mm-hmm. and there's this icky energy of like because back in high school that was the worst thing you could do it was look at me like me look at me like me look at me like me like that was the energetic frequency of being seen yeah and so being seen was like oh that's a cry out for attention or you're full of yourself or you're like the cool girl but or you're so insecure that you're looking for attention yes. Yes. Which is just like airing out probably how we actually feel. Like 100%. 100%. <laughs> and I think that really comes up if you're scared about people in your, yeah, in your like near past or like yeah, people you went to school with and all those people that are going to witness you in this beginner mm. phase but also this like let's be honest, you were trying to attract attention. That is what you were trying to do. That is a good thing. It's not an icky thing because you need to get attention so that people can – figure out that like you have something really valuable to share and you're really good at it and so you can help them like attention is not a bad thing it's the intention behind the attention yeah why are you trying to get attention if you're trying to get attention and this can still come up even when like it's a business owner thing of like you're trying to get validation that like you're doing a good job and like you're successful and that people like you and people are going to buy from you but when you do it from like I want to get attention because I want my message to be freaking shared. Mm. I want to help people. I want to change people's lives. That is going to require people to have eyes on me. Yeah. And And what you said at the start, it's like, if you come back to your mission, are you okay with leaving that mission on the table and being like, well, I'm just too scared today. So I'm not going to change the whole fucking world with this thing that I really need to do. Because when you can lean into that energy of like, this has to be shared, like, my little fears over here, like that's not that's mm-hmm. not gonna stop me. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden, Auntie Sharon's judgment or comment, yeah, doesn't matter. It's not for Auntie Sharon. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's for everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the only people who like would judge you, first off, they're gonna just talk about behind your back. You're never gonna hear it. So who actually gives a crap? It's, it's none of your business. <laughs> and the only ones that I've known about that judge me in those early days, because they were deeply insecure. They were in a job they didn't like. They were je- like they were jealous. That, uh, <laughs> they were projecting that part of themselves that they wish they could overcome that fear mm-hmm. to do something bigger, to have courage, to take a risk, yeah. to get out of their nine to five. Like yeah, do you you're just I mean? you're highlighting when when you trigger people in that way. You're you're highlighting where they are already really uncomfortable, and it's actually so much about them. Then. Yeah, and that can be really like, healing. Mm. If they eventually can catch that for themselves and yeah. have that consciousness to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're leading from the front. You're inspiring people by doing that. You taking mm-hmm. that big courageous move is like, you know, most of us in the service industry are out here to help people feel better in themselves and in their lives. So you making that move and doing that thing that's scary is like so radical like Mm -hmm. so powerful for anyone to see you do that especially when they can see that you're a little bit uncomfortable like that's so powerful to see us out here doing it when we look so comfy and confident we do it every day it's kind of like well whatever that's their job but to see someone step up and do that when they are uncomfy and this is not where they came from and this is not what they are so confident doing like that can be so powerful for everyone a hundred percent and then I think the the last part that I hundred percent think is relevant is Create a safe space within yourself for how you view other people being seen Mm. and for how you view other people getting attention. So when you are scrolling on Instagram and there's photos of people online or there's people talking online, catch yourself. 
notice any judgments you make of, oh, that was a bit rattly or, oh, they're a bit full, full on or they're a bit too much. Like either end of the spectrum mm. that you are judging people on. If you are having judgments of other people, you will never create the safe space within yourself to be seen because that's the world you live in. You live yeah. in a world where we judge if you're not good enough or you're too good or you're too much. Mm. So catch where you are judging other people. Um, I think for a lot of – well, for me, and I think this has been spoken about by a lot of other women, is often we get triggered by seeing like highly sensual, sexual women that are very confident in Absolutely. not wearing a whole lot on their stories or say there's like – quite the trend of doing um like those sexy dance classes mm. I really want to do one that's like on my list of things to do this year I was going to sign up but it's I'm away for half of it because of my wedding so couldn't do it this year but that's become quite trendy right and I've had conversations with people who have been triggered by like oh she's just posted like a story of her doing that dance like that sensual dance like she must be seeking attention or validation or like look at me I'm hot or this mm. or that and it's like No, she's just having an experience of being in her body and for her to have the confidence to post that, fuck yeah, what a win for women. Yeah, literally. And like we also, you know, it's not, it's, there's no facts behind it. She's posting this one thing. She's been in a dark room practicing that dance alone with her own self going through her journey for months before you saw that video so it is not about the attention no and, and even even if it even was, if it even was. If she did that for her job and it was like yeah who, like <laughs> yeah but that's so such a powerful point like catching yourself in that judgment because that any judgment you're expressing outwards you are definitely expressing inwards to yourself and that's why it feels like there's so much pressure around you being so perfect or so whatever or coming off as too much or taking up too much space or like yeah I love that. That's yeah. very powerful. Because because I was such a small energy type of person growing up, there were the cool girls, the loud girls, and they were too much for me. Mm. And, yeah, I was judging them just as much as they were probably judging me, going, she's quiet, she's boring. But um, it's comforting to be like, yeah. surely I just don't want to be like that. That's yeah. why I'm not like that. But and Yeah, and that came up for me, though, when I was trying to be this bigger, bolder personality online. Because I was like, oh, but I used to judge, like people are going to judge me for being too much or that it's coming from insecure place. I'm trying to attract attention. (laughs) And so, yeah, I trained myself to catch my own judgments. Mm. And that just created so much safety. Yeah. Because I was just everyone's biggest cheerleader online. And I just had the best, and I still do, I just have the best assumptions about the place that they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And if you just... If you train yourself to think that people are coming from pure intentions, like you will feel safe to speak, to be seen because you will just naturally assume that like you do, everyone's just going to see your pure intentions, that you're just trying to help. Yeah. And that's such a good training tool. Like I did exactly the same. I still remember like going through that period of noticing that I was being triggered by different people and I would notice it. And I would like sit with it and I would try to move it to like, how do I celebrate this person? And I would actively do that. I would leave the positive comment of who I wanted to be and practice that over and over and over again until like, yeah, it's something people know about me is that I share like how excited I am about every person's experience. And that genuinely is now Mm -hmm. like how I feel. And who doesn't want to live in that world? Like, you know, why, why would we stay in a world where we assume that everyone is out for the worst and out for attention and negative whatever. Like it's a a comfort to us that is not 
actually bringing light to our lives. Mm. It's a comfort that like, you know, eases the darkness really when we could just face that and move through it. hundred percent. And like last comment, people who I have judged heavily or been triggered heavily by online majority of them like i'd say 90 percent. i have gone on to pay them at some point <laughs> okay I've gone, you've seen me oh damn it <laughs> you have something that i need to learn yeah yeah and so it's don't be it's not a negative thing to have people judging you or to particularly if you're a five line you are gonna attract a lot of projections in human design this is a human design thing you have to hold a lot of projections but just mm-hmm. know that people projecting on you can be a really beautiful thing for both people yeah if you know how to approach it and And like you know we're not out to trigger people but we can also rest assured that if we are saying something powerful and different to the norm which is what we're all out here trying to do and that's coming there are gonna be people that like you hit with it and they're gonna not be ready to hear it in a really comfy way and can you just take that in your stride and know that that's part of the journey and that's meant to happen and we're actually doing the right thing 100% Um, I have one last one that I feel like is one of our favorites that we always tell people for the fear of being seen. When you record those videos, when you record the podcast, whatever it is, stop watching it back. Record it and just post that shit. Still now, I do not listen to like our whole podcast. I don't listen to all my stories back, all that sort of stuff. I've probably only just the last like few months been okay with watching my stories. Sometimes my husband will play my stories loud on the couch and I'll be like, God, oh. what are you doing? That, <laughs> that's the worst yeah, when thing people ever. in the same room is watching yeah. your stories. Oh, and that you're still like, makes me cringe. You know, like so just making that normal that like no one really loves like you don't have to it's the same as like when we say, you know, love your body in all of its forms. You don't have to get up in the morning when you look like absolute ass and stare in the mirror and be like, Wow, you're so gorgeous. Like I'm having a day. Give me a minute. <laughs> like you don't have to love every tiny bit but don't let it stop you don't get lost down the rabbit hole of just Mm -hmm. watching your shit over and over again and pulling it apart you recorded it for a purpose just send it just let it out into the world and you'll build up that evidence that nobody died nothing fell apart no one set you on fire your business still runs it's probably actually even better and that will help you continue to grow 100 percent. and post if like you can just set yourself a challenge to do be disciplined with creating a new habit and building that evidence just do it with stories, even if it's just a photo of yourself every day and then a little speaking thing every day. It doesn't have to be anything hectic. Stories last 24 hours. So Can't. even when it was shit, you know, like most people might have not even seen it. Most people might have flicked through. Like it's the perfect training ground. It is. It is the perfect training ground. And then it's the same with your feed. If you are posting regularly, which you need to be and you should be to have a successful business, like that post, if you're – putting your reps in, it's going to be – no one's going to be scrolling back down there. Like, yeah. So the quicker you can put in those reps to learn the skill, to get confident. And also to just get so comfy with like not all of them are going to hit. No. Still, like that is going to happen to you for the rest of your life in this business. So the faster you can get comfy with it, yeah. like the easier life is going to be. I still do posts now and I think they're banging and I come back two days later and I'm like – what the fuck, you guys? I thought I nailed that and it's just nothing, but, but it's whatever. Yeah. I've already put out four more posts since then, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> and also data, sometimes the metrics of how well you performed on social media aren't actually the metrics of how well that's performing for your business mm, and how much massive. money that's making. Because yeah. I some of my lowest performing posts on Instagram 
have been the ones that when I'm on a call with someone, like a client yeah. who, or a potential client, like on a sales call, they are like verbatim saying something that they've read in one of those posts. Yeah. Yeah. And if you talk to any like social media strategist or even us, because we've been through that stuff, like there are posts that you do to get everyone's eyes on it that don't do anything in the immediate future for your business. And there are posts you do to speak to the people who are just about to sign up and only one of them are going to give a fuck. But if that's the person that's actually about to pay you Mm. thousands of dollars, that's the one that matters. So who cares if it's got one like that is the person that we're trying to reach. Yeah, exactly. And like when you understand marketing and the different types of content for top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, yeah, your top of funnel content, that's a little bit wider. That's attraction content. Mm. Yeah. You want to be looking at like, is this getting engagement and things like that but the ones that actually sell like your bottom of funnel content like by the time people are down there in your funnel like it's like a little small little one thing that's going to speak right to that person and not many others it's like two percent of your audience yeah like just there's a couple of people right the other 98 percent they're not actually engaging with that because they're not meant to they're not ready for that content yet and that's actually normal yeah enjoy it embrace Mm. it let it be normal the comfy you get with that stuff the easier it is to just keep showing up and let yourself be seen and so if you don't understand marketing and funnel and how that all works yet all I want you to and what I think all we want you to take from that is like just do the thing and don't focus on the engagement to know whether you're doing a good job Mm. you did a good job because you fucking did it exactly yes love that refinement comes after yeah (laughs) Over and over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm always refining how I speak or how I message or content and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? That never ends because that's marketing. Yeah. And it's your business and it's your human. You grow and you do things differently and different things to say. Like it's Mm. always going to happen. Oh, my gosh. We could have done a whole episode on that, Hannah. Oh, well. These are juicy questions. The the big stuff that we've got to tackle. I love this one and I love this one for Hannah because I feel like she's going to have lots to tell us. How do I execute on these busy strategies? Like I I notice every business coaching thing I've ever been through, I'll like watch all the modules and I swear every module will be like, guys, you've just got to do this. It only takes one hour a day. And then the next one says it as well. And then the next one says it as well. And I'm like, my dudes, you've given me like seven hours worth of stuff that just takes one hour a day. I'm like, okay, this is actually a lot. And a lot of the strategies I know as well, a lot of the strategies that I recommend to clients and stuff, they are busy. They're like, they need consistency. They, um, you know, things we recommend doing every day, all that sort of stuff. Like, so for our clients that are projectors or manifestors or just like we're women, right? We're not actually consistent beings. We're humans. We don't have exactly the same energy day after day. Like how do we execute on these busy consistency strategies when we don't have consistent energy? Mm, I love this. And it's, it's so hard to speak about on like a overall concept because, and you would know this because you're being fully charged. Human design, it's such a unique thing. Even projector to a projector, very different energy types, like based on a lot of other things in their chart. Um, generator to gen, like we're both generators, our energy and how it works is very different. Yeah. Like it's very different, even <laughs> though we're the same energy type. So um, I think people can get lost in the energy types a little bit sometimes. I think they're very, very important for like foundational things, but understanding how the mechanics of your energy actually flows through your entire chart to be able to get in the space to consistently produce and what consistency looks like for you is going to be really different but let's just take like 
a writing content, for example, like there is no one way to do that. Mm. There is no one way to do that. You can do it like every morning, like, and just get, get a sacred response, put out a post. You can pre-plan, you can do it all in like one hour on a Monday. Like there's so many different ways and not one is better than the other. But something that I always teach clients is understanding how they access flow state to get into deep focus work or to get into creative mode. And the second one is how does creativity, how does that, like, how do you go into your your zone of genius rather than your zone of excellence to produce content, to produce your ideas, to produce your thoughts? So for example, I've had clients who have been working with a marketing consultant and they're getting trained to like write lots of like small, concise Instagram posts and keeping their Instagram posts really concise and short and snappy. And she was finding it very difficult to do that. And I was like, that's not how your system works. And I could see Mm -hmm. in her human design, I'm like, you want to go deep and you want (laughs) to be emotional about it and you want to tell your story and she had a lot of storytelling energy um, in her chart. And I was like, you want to tell a story and yeah, you want to go deep and you can't do that in 75 words. Like this person's teaching you. Recommending. Yeah. And also you are quite physical and you don't like sitting in a laptop and typing out things. That's, I could, you can see that from a mile away. Um, <laughs> and so the strategy, how energetically we shift that strategy so she could be consistent because it was taking her so long to do content and she's still learning content. But how you could shift that is her zone of genius, which I could see on calls, is she speaks and then she tells a story. Mm. And I was like, you need to do one long form piece of content that is you just talking. So whether that's a podcast, whether that is a YouTube or whether that's you literally just voice learn, like you can get those apps that you record your voice, but then it transcribes it. And then you can get a VA or then you can take that story that you've just told, put it into an, like an email or another secondary long form thing. But then you could probably pull out five different concise posts from that post. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the creativity, the ideas, the content's already there. Now it's just restructuring, restructuring and repurposing. And you can do that or you can teach a VA to do that. But the way that it came through has to be in how your life force energy works and has to be in your unique zone of genius. And that's going to be really different for everyone, right? So if you're struggling to be consistent with the strategy you've been given, is it that you actually just don't understand the strategy, like you don't have the skill for it? Or is it that there's some sort of resistance where your life force energy, you're going against like what you, how, how you're meant to be doing it. It's every strategy works, but it's how you implement it will mean it'll work for you. Does that make yeah. sense? And it works the best. When, like the strategies that work the best are the ones that work really well with your energy and with your passion. So, yeah, I love that, that there's so many different ways that you can execute on your content. Some people do rock the day-to-day posting and being able to just respond to what's happening day-to-day. Other people really need to plan a little bit more. Some people really love to be in front of the camera and just share super genuinely from the heart. Other people like to get into like their dark room and light the candle and like set up what you know their creative space and go into that and I think that there's so many different ways that you can do it and that consistency piece I find is either that we're not 
we haven't found what that creative flow space is for us or we're trying to follow a strategy that isn't really like isn't honoring our energy and it needs to be both like we can't keep banging our head against the wall not honoring our energy because that's always going to feel like shit and it's always going to make you be like maybe this isn't for me or I can never pull this off or whatever and it'll give you all those reasons to bail or that it's not working but it also needs like it does need your business needs consistency it doesn't mean you have to like show up every day in that way but you have to find your ways to create enough content for example that is going to be coming out most days to support your business. Mm, 100%. And again, that can be around your menstrual cycle too. Mm. Like the way that I teach cycle syncing is about in business is about finding where you're inconsistent. So if say content is inconsistent for you, like you actually can't produce content like in your late luteal phase, your autumn or your um, winter, like when you're bleeding, then we need to build a strategy in there to produce it ahead of time on like in your spring and summer if you that's when you feel creative and then schedule it or have it mostly done so that then you can use that to then post in those later months or say for me that I'm definitely more creative and I I, like I just want to like my stories get really long in ovulation (laughs) because I'm like I got so much to say yeah (laughs) but I can still produce content consistently Mm -hmm. when I'm in my autumn or my winter like that doesn't really change me I always have something to say yeah Um, I think that as well when you truly are tapped into your purpose and Mm -hmm. your message like your message your your message is the same every day of the month and sometimes we overcomplicate things like um you know just the strategy of how we have to show up and it's Mm -hmm. like often the strategy is post something that you feel and you think which you're always feeling and thinking no matter what day of the month it is. You don't have to do this whole big creation. The mm. more you're tapped into that, the easier that is anyway. Yeah. That it's like, do you have one conversation a day with someone? Yeah. Do you have one conversation with a client? Do you have one conversation with a colleague? Do you have one conversation with a friend? Do you have one conversation with your mentor? Share it. Like, <laughs> there was something in there that's valuable. Yeah. So you had something to say to them. So, like, yeah. say it to the camera or, like, put it on a post and – and let it be as simple or as big as you want it to be. And yeah, yeah, especially in the early days of business, like you don't have to have such a like nailed specific strategy and perfect video and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't have to take that much time, but you do need to show up. And whether that means you show up for like a good day at the beginning of the month that helps you create a ton of content or you show up every single day, but also, yeah, really giving yourself permission to show up in all of those forms as well, even when <clears throat> you're not super energised and like, yeah, energised a bunny with 50 things to say, you can also show up on those days where you're just like, oh, this is pissing me off or this is like exciting me or this is what I'm doing today. Like that is still part of your strategy really. Mm. And if you really have nothing to say, just get an old post and reshare it to your stories. Yeah, something. Give the people like, something. And you'll probably notice you'll share it to your stories and then you'll be like, oh, I actually have a new layer that I want to add to that or a new Mm. flavour or something else I could deepen about in this conversation. Yeah. And then you could probably do another few stories on that or a post on that. Yeah. Um, I like to tell my clients how many posts I do from bed and the toilet. Like so many, especially my stories. If you see a story and it's not me talking to you, you know I'm in bed or on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at best on the couch hanging out with yeah. my kid. Like, or for me, I'm on my walk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something like anytime those thoughts or feelings come to us, 
and you don't there's no phase of your menstrual cycle or of your like being any type of human design or anything like that where you never have something to say about your whole entire life purpose and what you're here to do there's always something oh yeah I absolutely agree and I think if you're going to be consistent at anything, it's finding a way to be consistent with content creation because mm. that's the one part of business. Marketing needs to be constantly there. And if you don't have the energy for that, like projector, manifesto, reflector, and you genuinely like that does exhaust you, then that's where you need to find like another strategy where you can be omnipresent. So whether it's having a lead gen, like a free mini course or something that you then put ads on, and mm. paid ads and you doesn't have to be like a big budget but then that's doing the work for you so yeah. it looks like to your ideal audience it's following them up and it looks like you're always present and you're always like got something to offer or yeah there's always something have, going on but actually you're not <laughs> or you have a va that's repurposing your content sending yes. it in an email or like following up on your followers or something like that that's still keeping your presence alive because that visibility piece and that like marketing piece is is everything in your business, especially, yeah, if you're running some kind of online business and you really rely on that, then you need to find your ways to create that. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to do it. So if the way you're doing it is exhausting you, then just keep looking yeah. and keep investigating yourself as well. Mm. Like you're probably not going to find one magic strategy that works for you, but investigating for yourself, like what do I love and what don't I love and how do I find, how do I do more of that? Yeah. But yeah, I fought the consistency thing, consistency thing for so long. And I think we've had a discussion about this because I was like, I don't want to hustle. Like I've been so fatigued. I've martyred myself so much. Like I'm finding a way to build this business without exhausting myself. Mm. Um, and I really fought the fact that you didn't have to be consistent. And I found evidence online of like very successful business owners online that were making the kind of money that I would dream of making and they weren't consistent but it was because they had a different strategy. They Mm. either had a very strong personal brand and they were sharing a lot of their just personal life and it wasn't always business and then they were known for a lot of different things and they would, yeah, build that way. They had big affiliate programs Mm. with very influential influential people or they were spending like tens of thousands of dollars on ads and were doing big, big, big launches. Yeah. Plus they have OBMs, VAs, like everyone yeah. else, the whole team around them keeping that consistency. So yeah, it's a little bit of like a hard truth of early business days. And I do see a lot of people in those early business days just being like, oh, but like I'm busy, so I can't do all these things. And kind of what I said at the start where like business coaches will sometimes tell you this can just take half an hour a day and then they give you like 50 different things. Like the half an hour a day has to be your marketing effort. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to maximize that. Every post can be an email. Every post can also go on YouTube or TikTok or whatever else. Like find the ways to really maximize that half an hour a day. But that has to be the half hour a day of consistency that you do bring to your business most of the time. And otherwise, like plan ahead for those times where you're not One, able yeah. to be consistent. Yeah, 100%. And then I think there's other parts of your business where you actually don't need to be consistent. Mm. For example, how you deliver your services. That can be so inconsistent. Yeah. Like, for example, say you're selling a group program or a mastermind or something and it runs for, say, three months and there's a certain number of calls that you're delivering and that's awesome. But then you'll be consistent with your content because you're going to be selling for, like, say, the two months prior or you're constantly selling because it's evergreen. But it doesn't mean you're always in the process of delivering it Mm -hmm. if you are 
a projector or a manifesto. Probably get out of the one-to-one model now. Yeah, ASAP. <laughs> um, or find a way to do it that is a little bit more authentic. Um, yeah, and just limit it. Like I think when I – yeah, I never realised, but when I spoke to lots of people about the one-to-one model, they were talking about doing like 10, 15 calls a week and I was always like, oh, dude, no. Mm-hmm. I booked out one-to-ones. was like three calls a week. I was yeah. like, that's what we're talking about. And one-to-one is your, you know, your highest – proximity it should be a high value and high priced thing that you because you cannot no no one's energy really operates to nail 15 calls a week that are really good quality and really like share the appropriate amount of energy that you want to give these people so that's not really reasonable but I love what you said about finding your ways to deliver because even I'm having lots of conversations with clients at the moment where they're being like okay yeah I'm going to do this and I have to do weekly calls and I'm like, well, you don't have to do weekly calls. You can decide if you want to do weekly calls. Like, you know, like you can do a few weeks on and a week off. You can do fortnightly. You can do monthly. You can do literally whatever you want that actually supports your energy and allows you to show up the best possible way for your clients because at the end of the day, that's what they want as well. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, take like a manifesto, for example. Like people need far less time in your energy if you're a manifesto because you're giving them a motor to the throat like you're initiating mm. them into very speedy 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 action like you literally amplify and speed things up for humans so like one session with you could be equivalent to like a month with a generator and it's not saying one's better or one's worse but it's like energetically you have some gifts that you can probably get a result for people quite quickly mm. and so yeah, it's not um, being able to price for that, knowing that. Yeah, like, and that's all of our pricing at the end of the day. It's like you're pricing for the transformation, which mm. ultimately is like there's no price that we can really put on these things. Like once you start to get good at your craft, like the sky is the limit. So it's really about you building the business structure and the price model that supports you in your life and allows you to continue to show up as your best self for however long you want to do this thing 100 percent. yeah love that if you enjoyed this episode please share it on your social media and tag us on instagram at hannah and co and at best life phoebe and we're so excited to see you next week